Hey guys, this is Ken McRoy, and you are listening to the Mailbox Money Show with Bronson Hill. This is the Mailbox Money Podcast, and I am Bronson Hill. As a busy professional, I wrestled with how to grow my income without taking up more of my precious time. I learned that managing real estate, actively trading stocks, or being unable to scale up investments is not passive investing. This is the place where you'll discover new asset classes, develop investing skills, and learn from experts how to become financially free with less work than you thought possible. And now, get ready for truly passive income. All right, so today I have a good friend of mine. I've got Vinny Chopra, who we call him Mr. Smiles or Mr. Positivity. He truly is one of the most positive people I've ever met. And it's awesome because with positivity, you can really overcome just about anything if you just have the right attitude, right? They say life is, uh, you know, it's it's about ninety uh, percent. It's not it's not the ninety percent that happens to you. It's it's the it's it's your attitude, right? It's, it's the right. attitude. I totally butchered how that goes, but there's a there's a saying how that goes is the percentages. Charles Swindoll, he wrote Charles that. Swindoll said that. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, he says it's ninety percent what happens to you and ninety percent what you do with it, right? So that's that's it. Um, so anyway, I want to give you a quick intro, Vinny, and we're going to talk today about positivity. We're going to talk about assisted living, multifamily, and hotels. Uh, Vinny is he has he hosts four different podcasts. He's really a a rock and a huge presence in the multifamily industry with seventy five hundred multifamily units uh, with over worth over eight hundred million. He's written several books. Um, he wrote the book Syndication Made Easy. He wrote profitability, uh, you know, positivity brings profitability and senior living investing made easy is coming soon. So uh, he started with $7 in his pocket when he first came 40 years ago from India, and now he's a multi-multi-millionaire. So Vinny, welcome. Really excited to have you today. Thank you. Thank you, Bronson. It's such a pleasure to be here, brother. Awesome, man. Well, I'm really excited to get into your story, get into what you're doing, get into what you think about multifamily today, and some of the ways that you've shifted to really take advantage of the trends that are happening, particularly with uh, the aging population. So talk to us a little bit about your story. You know, you $7 in your pocket. How did you come here? Uh, I mean, it's kind of a rags to riches story, but tell us that story. <laughs> kind of, you know, I mean, I'm a, from India originally. I grew up there and uh, wanted to be a mechanical engineer, which I became one, worked for a very large company in Bombay. But then I wanted to do my MBA in marketing. That's when I came to United States with the land of opportunity and some dreams. Went to George Washington University. So what I happened was over there, one of my friends said, Vinny, how you, what you're doing in the summer months? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I just arrived from India. He says, well, I sold books door to door. I said, what? Encyclopedias and you know, educational books and Bibles, door to door. I said, okay, hey, let's go for it. <laughs> My uncle didn't believe. He said, oh, what? What you're talking about? But, you know, and a long story short, I sold books door to door 13 hours a day. Wow. 13 hours, brother, 80 hours a week for the whole summer. And I had no car, no bicycle, uh, nothing. I was walking. 13 hours. I was walking wow. door to door outside Atlanta, Georgia. Anyway, first summer. That's hot. That's hot in the summer in Atlanta. It's hard, brother. It's really hot. hot. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> then Pulaski, Virginia is my second summer. Third summer, I was still very, very uh, naive. I just said, let me do one more. You know, before I graduate, I went to Aiken, South Carolina and did it over there. But it was good. I Learned, I learned a lot of rejection and, you know, how to overcome, persevere and, you know, keep my focus, you know, with the uh, goal in mind, things like that. So 
So I have a question about that, Vinny. You, so, I mean, I can think of that job would, would be for most people, they'd probably rather be shot in the leg than to do that job. Right. You know I mean, but, but you were able to do that. Were you, have you always been a positive person and you're just, cause again, when you're going, you're constantly getting rejected and you're going door to door. And you can imagine somebody listening, somebody comes to your house to sell anything. It's like, I'm always a little bit cautious, whatever, but you found it. So how did you, was that kind of a natural gifting of yours or was it something that you no. developed over time? I, I've been a, I'm like extrovert even back in India, but I was goal setter. And I always believed that, you know, if I make up my mind to do something that I'll find a way to do it, you know, and with this program, this door-to-door sales program, they work with college students from all over USA, even from Italy also now and France and all people come to USA, but now it's a little different. This was way back, right? Uh, it's more electronic now, right? You know, right. with the books and all. But anyway, you're right. Yeah, I just kind of, you know, when you dig into something and people say you can't do it, you yeah. figure out a way to do it, you yeah. know, then you start liking it a little bit. And then when you see the savings, what you did in three months, rather than flipping hamburger or something, that even got me excited more. I bought my first car $700 worth wow. yeah. <laughs> Maverick yeah. Maverick. Well, it's interesting. You're so in the middle of that. I think it's really interesting, no matter what someone's background is, is there's a piece to all of this about mindset, right? Yeah. Is that you, if yeah. the more you work on yourself and you talked yeah. about goals and it's personal development and you're working on how do I get where I'm going to go? And that's the amazing thing about uh, the U S is that there's these opportunities there. If you're willing to work, you're willing to do hard work, and you're willing to work smart, right? You can continually and learn and grow. And so I can see, you know, you go into the situation, it's, it's hard, but you found a way to kind of turn that to where you're like, hey, this is great. Maybe what was like your talk show? Were you like, every no gets me closer to a yes? Or was it like, what was the what was you the know, way you kind of was No, that? it was like, you know, love to learn no's, which I talk about it a lot now. Of course, rejection is part of winning, you know, because if you are only looking for yes, 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 you'll get frustrated very badly, yeah. you know. But the key thing is in sales, it takes so many no's to get a yes. So to understand that, that really helped me a lot, you know, and I even believe right now, not all investor is going to give me 100,000, 500 or a million, but I need to call on so many investors, right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Now there's this quote by Michael Jordan and he says, um, I'm going to pull it up here because I think it's so fascinating, but he says, um, let's see, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. Mm -hmm. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've gone, I've taken the game winning shot and missed. I failed over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed. Ah. Right. And I see that for you. That's why you succeed is because you, not only did you, you were willing to fail. A lot of people there, uh, and a lot of us, I think the application is just, you know, are we willing to take chances? You know, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to things with our kids and really trying to make effort or yep. even with our neighbors or, or what, you know, we have investors or things, you know, you and I are syndicators. So we work with investors and, yep. you know, more people that I talk to do not invest than invest. And for yep. some people that's hard, but the amazing thing is we get to change people's lives through what we do, which is awesome. So, um, and I know your book positivity, uh, brings profitability, um, I, I have it on my list to read. I haven't read it yet, but I know you're, you're, you're but um, what are some takeaways from that? I want to talk more about multifamily, but I want to, I think that is, this is such a critical thing is most people, they come up against challenges and they can't get a mind shift to be able to work through it. So what would you say 
to someone who like hasn't read your book, but like what, what's one of the secrets to being, you know, more positive? Very good point. No, really, Branson, that's the gist of the whole thing. And I would love anybody watching us, even if you DM, you know, Branson or me, I'd love to get the audio copy to you, you know, just as a gift, you know. And we are giving my other book also. My goal is to get it in the hands of one million people. So wow. you could even spread the word and give it out a lot. I just thought that's the great. other part is, you know, see, by positive being positive it just gets your mind set in a uh, you know in a habit let's say conscious and subconscious if we are more negative we are always hitting with ups and downs of life and business and everything if you're more negative we spend so much time that we go even spiral down rather yeah. than finding a solution yeah so so true hitting it you know right on the crisp of it you say you know what it happened okay let's figure it out how it happened and how can we get out of it soon you know from that situation whatever it happened right you know in our business i mean i had 153 people on my payroll every two wow. weeks you yeah. know when we were managing all our assets and something falls apart and this and that you know you say hey Okay, as a CEO, what should I make a decision today to be able to get us, you know, back on track, right? So yeah. being positive, the law of abundance works in your favor. Law of attraction, law of manifestation, all these are universal laws. Whether we believe them or not, they're working 24-7. So by being positive, you're able to attract more energy. The more energy you give out in your circle of friends and everybody and in your team vision and people will adhere to you. You know, yeah. enthusiasm, yeah. being positive, all those things can really set the stage as a leader for other people to follow you. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's really true. I've heard it said that uh, people will be loyal to you uh, as a person uh, in proportion to the amount of transformation that they've experienced from yeah. you or, or in, mm -hmm. as a result of being in a relationship with you. And when you're positive, when you can turn something around, people told that about me as well. Like, oh, you can just take this thing and you can have a good attitude. It's like, well, you know, I can't change what happened. I can't change this bad thing over here, yeah. but I can change my attitude. I can change the way I look at it. I can learn from it. I had Rod Khalif on the show recently. who's yes. a friend of both of ours, I know. And he said yes. he had, you know, 2008, he had $50 million. He came from nothing yeah. and $50 million. He lost everything. Lost everything. And then he basically got it all back. And yeah. he said, you know, in my life, everything is either success or it's a seminar. And I just <laughs> love that. I was like, nothing is wasted. Right. Which, and I know if you're love like it. a person of faith and you love God, like you believe that too, that everything works together. So, um, yes. well, let's, we're going to talk more mindset, but I wanted to get into uh, multifamily and you have some Awesome experience. I mean, 7,500 units, 800 million. I mean, just huge, huge numbers there. Um, what are you seeing right now? This is kind of the question I think everybody's asking. Um, you know, what's happening in multifamily? Because, you know, I know lending has changed. Um, you know, people are, a lot of investors, they don't know what to do. So they're kind of holding their money back, but inflation's out there. So yeah. uh, what are you seeing right now in the market, Vinny? To be truthful, I think, you know, I mean, I remember the time when I bought uh, multifamily at 6%, 6.5%, 7 7%. So it's not uncommon for me to rate, come yeah, yeah. into that. The biggest thing is that, you know, it's been a seller's market. If you look at it for the last three, 
three, four years, especially a lot of syndicators, young ones coming in, overbidding, bidding, bidding, bidding. So I see that there is a correction coming. You know, it always, yeah. nothing can go up and up and up always. It has to take a downward turn. So buyer's market is coming. It's going to have some foreclosures depending on where the units fall, you know, who have the bridge loans. They are maturing some of the three-year terms and they cannot refinance at the higher level of the interest rate because those were small, you know, lower interest. You know, they got about 80% LTVs. Those are the other ones which will be yeah. in trouble. So again, I'm just kind of holding off a little bit, you know, try to find out in about end of second quarter. I've prepared my investors. Starting from one, I have 530 investors now, you wow. know, who have played ball with me, given me over 200 million. So I don't have a big list of people, but these are very strong entrepreneurs who give me 250, 500 or a million, usually in that range, you know, yeah. like there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, it's, I know I've heard you speak before and you've done a great job of both the education because a lot of people yeah. when they invest, they just don't, you know, if you've never done it, everything sounds fine. When I first heard about syndication, I just thought it was such a weird word. It was like, that sounds like a, like a mob syndicate or like, or like a syndicated <laughs> TV show. But then when you start educating people about how things work and how they go yeah. and you're helping kind of hold their hand in this. So it sounded like from what you shared, uh, you're a little more, you're more cautious now. You think there's going to be some good opportunities available. Um, mm -hmm. Are you guys uh, mostly of those 7,500 units or most of those fixed rate or more agency debt or what kind of? They're, debt? All, they're all fixed actually. And I've sold on the peak also quite a bit of that 7,500. I've got five or six big ones. Assets are like 60 million ones, 55 right. million. The big ones are you know still remaining, but you know it's a good time you know to really... Uh, adjust your also underwriting too, right? You know, yeah. you got to be conservative and that's the key. And not only that, I went to assisted senior living multifamily, yeah. which gives me a big, big, and I'd love to share that yeah, message please. to everybody because what is happening is in assisted living, independent assisted and memory care is what I am in. And I can build it from scratch. It's A++ building with all the amenities and everything, one story. It cost me about $17 million to build it, but I can revenue stream of 4.5, 4.5 million. Yeah, that's right. A year. What? 17 million <clears throat> total construction cost by leasing it up because we're vertically integrated. Yeah. We get the leasing, like the Punta Goda I just opened. I put a post, you know, we were having 65 seniors who gave us $5,000 deposit to get into the facility before even I opened it. Wow. wow. And we are 79% so occupied right now. What? Wow. So in this is, months. so I'm familiar a little bit, you know, I was in my macro medical sales. I would go to yeah. some assisted living or nursing homes. So this is not a nursing home. This is assisted living. Assisted living, no assisted doctors living. and no medical right. equipment, nothing. Right. Right. So, so, and this is basically, I've been to some of these facilities that are very, very nice. This is a new build facility. People pay between 6,000 and 12,000 a month or 5,000 or what, you know, there's a variance, right? Yeah. We are charging 4,300 in 4, Florida okay. at this wow. time. 
Cape yeah. Coral, Punta Gorda, and all that. Yeah. Williamsburg is coming up. I will be flying there. That okay. should open up in about a month or two months. Yeah. Okay. And let's talk numbers. You said so 17 and a half million. Is that that's cash that's going into the deal? No. So, Usually no. cash going in is about five and a half million only. Okay. I need and get a yeah. construction loan. I get a construction loan. Yeah. And okay. then I build it in about 12 to 14 months. We are okay. able to build it up. By the time we are 70% built, we hire the executive director and the leasing mm -hmm. director. They start taking, you know, talking to families and everything in the vicinity, how and who want, wants to come in. So they put deposit of 5,000 with us. Okay. And then we are able to look at their three years of rent. Because oh, wow. most of the seniors, they don't want to move around. Yeah, they, yeah, they want, want to, to come in your community, right? Yeah. So, right. And that yeah. produces, you said, uh, 4.5 million. And is 4. that, in, 5 is that in revenue or is that in 90? This is revenue. This is revenue, revenue okay. 4.5 right. to 5 million revenue because okay. it's average of 4,500 to 5,000 now in right. my facilities. I build only 90 units, nine. Okay. 90 units. 90 and, what's, units. and what sort of, so of that, for, I'm just curious because I'm always interested to break even. Bottom line, 1.5 million. 1.5 million. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty. So if you're putting, you know, you said 5 million. Ish, five and a half million. million. And then you've got one, that, that's a lot. And then it probably grows over time. So you're. you're <laughs> and then the value goes from 17 to 27 million. Once wow. I'm fully like, you know, uh, what you call occupied and all 94% or 92%, it'll be worth wow. 27 to 34 million. And is the goal to basically get to full occupancy and sell it right away or is sell it? it or I can cash out my investors from the first LLC and yeah. then buy it into second LLC or okay. keep the people in the same if they want to, right? Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's, I've never, not, I have not invested in, in assisted living. It sounds like a very compelling model. I have some friends that do it. Um, yeah. and it, it sounds awesome. Uh, what would you say? I know that, you know, when you have, uh, something that's a little more, it's not just like an apartment, obviously you're providing extra services, you have staff, you have meals. It's a little more of a business in that sense. But, um, what, what are some challenges? I look at, you know, you're not only building the building, but you're also operating the business. So what are some I'm of the challenges? I'm so glad you that? said it, right? Yeah. I know if anybody wants you, they could go to Hampton Manor is my brand and yeah. Hampton Manor of assisted living, all these different cities, but you're right. We have a library, we have movie theater, we have spa, salon, we have a beautiful dining hall, which is high ceilings, restaurant style dining with wow. the chef and the dipti chef. We have yeah. nurse and then we have business person, business director, we could say executive director and a leasing and exercise director. So <laughs> about it. and caregivers, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, sure. about 20 people, 20 people. Okay. Yeah, 20 yeah, people. So, so you but, got a staff you know, there, the, you got a director, you got people running this. And so mm -hmm. I guess, you know, you look at the the plus side of any business is, you know, obviously the profitability and how things grow and you're developing. And so, but there is some, you know, on the development side, there's some risk, you know, obviously that you know, the construction gets done in time and all those yes. things are the costs. And then yeah. also with the operations, but it sounds like you, how many of these have you built so far? Or how many? You know, my partner and I have built 30 of these so far, 33, wow. zero, and we are building six right now. Okay. So we are just trying to get into a rhythm so that we can build four to six, you know? Yeah. Every right. year. I love it. Are there any tax <laughs> benefits for investors? With huge, kind of huge, yeah. huge okay. brother, because it's all brand new. So the day we occupy 
which is usually, you know, after about 14 months from the ground up, you know, yeah. 14 to 18 months, let's say. So that's when we get the cost segregation yeah. of all yeah. these things first year, as soon as wow. the occupancy is there. Yeah. So okay. that's so when we give to our investors almost yeah. 50 to 60% off. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it sounds, it's, it's, you know, we talk about the trend as our friend, right? It's a cliche, but it's, you know, there's so many boomers that are aging and people, uh, my grandmother, you know, she passed away about 10 years ago, but she wanted to stay at home as long as she could. And then when yes. she had to, it was to go to a nicer place, you know, where she yeah. could live and it had all the amenities you mentioned and yeah. it was close to other family members. And so I think yeah. that there's a lot of desire for people to want to be uh, either at home or at a home-like setting. And so there's all these trends that are here, the population, you know, yeah. there's so many boomers retiring every day and wanting to move to Florida. That actually kind of goes with our investing strategy. One of the reasons we buy in the South, primarily in Florida and Georgia, is there's so many people moving mm -hmm. uh, to these areas. And that sounds like that's where some of your businesses are as well. Um, yeah. what are, let, let's talk a little bit about, um, you, we talked about multifamily. We talked about the risks. Um, do you think that, you know, the fed kind of say like, you know, okay, they're raising a little bit. They're not obviously, you know, in control of everything, but do you think that as they start to stabilize rates or rate starts coming down, do you think that this will help to kind of money will flood back into multifamily? It, will. Will it really, like? it will brother. You know, the thing is, see this, uh, this whole, the equation is a little different than 2007, eight, nine right, right now. It's just that inflation, they had to curb the inflation and we are seeing it jobs, you know, the high tech, you know, industry. I mean, you know, it's give, giving out a lot of layoffs and all that. So I think inflation, when it's curved from what I've read and listened to maybe two more hikes of maybe 0 0.25, 0 0.25 towards yeah. the third quarter or end of the year, there might be a spiral down, you know, it's okay. like a V. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. I've yeah, been an optimistic I, guy, you know. So yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's gonna happen. <laughs> the, challenge, <laughs> the challenge with our investing is we can't be too optimistic, right? Because then it's oh, the best case scenario every time. So what I hear you saying is you you have your you know optimistic personality, but um, you're also looking at the you know the, the different elements and what's going to happen. But I, I first personally believe there's so much savings of just that's on the sidelines in Americans' hands. Yes. It's like three or four times the amount that we've ever had. It's like over $5 trillion from 2020. So sure. I think once things start to stabilize in real estate, multifamily, a lot of this money is going to flood back in. It's and going so to I, come back. Yeah, I think it's going exactly. to come back. But I also, and I hotels love, too, you know, I, hotels, we, yeah, yeah, times, I know you, before so we got also, on the show. Yeah, I'm like, so happy that the hotels also with the COVID, it just had put a push down, you know? Right with occupancy, with PIPs, you know, we call it perform property improvement plan. Uh, people were able to go into some, you know, foreclosures also back then. We bought one Hilton Garden Inn just before COVID and we just sold it last year for double the price, 12 wow. million. Amazing. Took the cash flow from there, the 1031, bought a 165 unit uh, from the 1031 gains. Yeah. No investors' money at all. So That's great. Wow. It's pretty That's exciting, awesome. you know, and we're going to make almost 1.6 million net net, 1.6 to 1.8 million net net, uh, yeah. you know, cash flow on it. So, Vinny, what, what's the biggest? I haven't invested in hotels, mm -hmm. but what would you say if you were talking to somebody? I know you do hotels, but like, what are some things to consider when people? invest in hotels? If you were just, let's say you weren't operating, but like you were just giving somebody advice, I mean, here's like three or four things to consider when you look at like investing in a hotel. 
You know, I would say just like in multifamily, right? Jobs, 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 location, location. And in my senior living, no jobs. I want serene lakes and golf yeah. courses. You know, it's opposite. Right. Same yeah. thing is true, you know, with the hotels. I like hotels, of course, you know, at the airports. And I like them downtown also. But in my case, I only go with the brand name hotel, like Hilton, Marriott's and the IHG, International Continental Hotels, because there is name to it. It's much better to build the high, you know, NOI, and then you could sell them also. People like to uh, gravitate towards that. But if people are going for boutique hotels, which I have some friends who have gone into 12 units, 15 units at a resort location, you know, I'm not into that, but I'm mostly into the 120 and above you know I just feel like I can raise a lot of money for hotels so that way you know that's what I've been you know if I may say that but hotels are great 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 investment tools because the cap rates are higher brother cap rates are much higher than multifamily so that's That's what I like well it seems to you there's been an evolution in your business too Vinny where you um, you know multifamily property is a business, right? It is a yes. business. There's rent, there's money coming in, there's staff, but you've gone from that to be a little more, uh, you know, more, more of a business operation, right? So a multifamily is one thing, but a hotel, there's all the people that clean the rooms. There's people that go around and they yeah. do, you know, there's even more staff and it's, and it is much more, it's obviously much higher returns if you run it well, but it's, uh, it's good. And I think probably your business experience has given you a lot of um, you know, a lot of benefit to be able to branch out to these other things, which is great. And I think for a lot of passive investors, that's really true too. A lot of people start with multifamily. I call it the bread and butter of yes. investing, right? And then you can branch out and be like, oh no, I'm doing car washes. I'm doing ATM machines. I'm doing, which are two things we do. And then you're doing hotels and you're doing assisted living, which I think is awesome. So I'm going to definitely want to get on your list, Vinny, because I'm always looking <laughs> to deploy more capital and I encourage everybody to reach out as well. Um, Vinny, what, this has been just such a joy to have you on. I always appreciate your, I mean, just so many things, your, your positivity, your, you just everything you do. And it's it, positivity you have is not just a, it's not, a, it's not just a smile. It's the substance behind it is that you care. And I appreciate that thank about you. you. And I think there's a spiritual belief behind that and a faith behind that, which is really wonderful. So thank you for that. And thank you for the mindset and just even your story of $7 to now over 800 million <laughs> in profits. So if people want to reach out, Vinny, how can they connect with you uh, with your books, podcasts, your, you know, sure, books? sure. You know, my books are on Amazon, both the books and uh, please enjoy. And also my vinichopra.com. That's my website. I also have Monil Invest, my uh, investing website. Then I have a third website I just put together, which is on senior living, because for the next 30, 40 years, senior living shortage, living shortage is going to be here. And uh, that's what I'm jumping on the gun last three years now, you know, into senior living. And my goal is to build a billion dollar, you know, of senior livings in this decade. So I've got seven more years to go to really do that. I think I will be able to do it. So people can reach me Instagram and YouTube everywhere. (laughs) All the places. That's great, man. Well, I really appreciate you being here today, man. Thank you again for everything and uh, encourage everybody to reach out. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Branson. 
All right, so Mr. Smiles, they call him Mr. Positivity. Uh, just a great guy uh, for a lot of reasons. I just love his energy and the way that he approaches things and people. And this is not, I mean, we talked about this, it's not uncommon that people start investing and they start with one thing and they're able to branch out to another thing. And so again, I think he has really done very well at multifamily and then realized, oh, I can do this multifamily assisted living. And that's really going well, right? He's able to take this and build something for 17 million and then it's worth 26 million right after it starts. That's a huge way to add value. And a lot of people don't want to do it just because of the amount of work. But if you find the right partners, something like that can work really well or the hotels as well. So I hope uh, for you as a passive investor or active investor, you're continually educating yourself on new things out there in the marketplace. Because um, Brian Tracy says, if you want to earn more, you have to learn more. And it is a cliche, it's, you know, it rhymes, it's funny, but it's true. It's really that uh, the learning comes first. And so I hope that uh, this show and I hope the other things that you do help to grow your education and how you're able to learn and able to grow your wealth as well. So uh, take, thanks for taking the time to educate yourself. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Mailbox Money. You've been listening to the Mailbox Money Podcast. For more free resources, articles, and videos, go to bronsonequity.com. There you can download your copy of the special report, The Single Best Investment Strategy During and After a Pandemic. None of the information shared here is an offer to buy a specific investment, and this is for educational purposes only. Consult your financial, legal, and tax professionals and use your own common sense before making any investment decisions. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to tune next time for more Mailbox Money.